All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. Hey, and before we get going, I'm going to start with something a little bit motivational. It's Friday. We're getting ready to go into the weekend. And so I want to offer you some encouragement right now. Better days are coming. Better days are coming. I don't know who needs to hear that today, but I want to share that with you. Better days are on the way. So stick it out. Whatever it is that you're facing right now, maybe it's a leadership issue, maybe it's a personal issue, maybe it's a a relationship issue, financial issue, emotional issue, physical issue, whatever it may be. Here's what I know and here's what you know, honestly, about life. Change is always coming. This is what we talked about here on the podcast quite a bit, right? Creative destruction and change. But, But here's the thing. Nothing ever stays the same. And, and, and that's a good and positive thing. This is one of the reasons why we talk about consistency. As leaders, we should be consistent because here's the reality. If you're having the highest of highs, it's going to change. It's not going to stay. If you're having the lowest of lows, it's going to change. It's not going to stay. So no matter where you're at in life today, I want to give you that encouragement. Whatever it is that you're facing, I want you to know, really, I want you to listen to me here. Okay? The situation is going to change. And here's what I've learned on my 43 years on my journey. I know I'm relatively young, but I've been I've been through some stuff. So here's what I've learned. That if we stay in the game, if we stay in the game, we just keep showing up. It is amazing how life can change on a dime. Your circumstances can change on a dime if you just keep showing up. So, I'm getting passionate about this. I know there's a lot of quitters out there. A lot of people live mediocre lives and and it's because they gave up too soon. I don't want to see that for you. I want you to stay in the game. I want you to stay with me. I want to hear about your success. I want to hear what you're talking about. I want to hear what you're doing. I want to hear that that your goals, whatever those are, that you achieved them all. And the only way that's going to happen is if you stay in the game and you stay at it. Okay, so I want you to listen to that. It's my little motivation for you on this Friday. I don't care how dark it is. I promise you the sun will shine again. So keep your head in the game. Keep moving forward. Let's talk about Netflix. I've got two articles I kind of want to work through today as we wrap up this week. The first one is found on CNN. 
This came out April 20th of 2002. And the, uh, the article title is called Netflix's Collapse is a Warning Sign for Stocks. Now, this is not the main article I want to read, but I just kind of want to give you the overview if you haven't heard. I'm sure you've heard. Right? It's just like Elon Musk and Twitter, and we're going to have to talk about that eventually as well. Uh, probably should have talked about that already. But I want to dive into Netflix because if you're like me, <clears throat> you probably have a lot of Netflix um, or I was getting ready to say you have a lot of Netflix subscribers. You don't have that, but you probably have Netflix unless you're one of, and I think I was combining two thoughts there, unless you're one of the 200 million subscribers who walked away. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, 200,000 subscribers. Okay. Now there are some reasons for this. Okay. And 200,000 is not like an enormous amount, but it's still a big, it's still a big number. That's why it's making the news. And that's why stock is dropped and all this kind of stuff. So, so let's read through here. And then I want to come to an article. I think maybe the other articles found in the daily mail where they kind of give some reasons. So let's just, I'm just going to give you some, I'm just going to give you an overview. Shares of Netflix are imploding after the company reported its first quarterly loss of subscribers in more than a decade, right? Now, I've been with Netflix a long time, and some of you have as well, right? I remember, and this is way back when I first came to California, 17 years ago, uh, Netflix was, was doing its thing. But at the time, they had that subscription uh, where they would send, you would send them a video, and then they would send you a video, and they would, you would send them a video, and they would send you a video. And it was, it was, it was very cool how it worked out. Um, you know, after the whole blockbuster era. And I grew, I grew up in the blockbuster area, you know, in high school, it was always fun. Friday nights, go out to blockbuster. And that was kind of like the second coolest hangout place. The first was Taco Bell parking lot. You got invited over there to hang out. You were the coolest of the cool, but the second would be right down the street. You go down to blockbuster and tons of people would be in there trying to find their movies for the night, right? That was always fun. Uh, so they've been doing well for a long time. So Netflix, coming back to Netflix here, they've been doing well for a long time, but they've hit a snag. Okay, so their first quarterly loss of subscribers in more than a decade, far underperform, underperforming expectations and worrying investors that had been betting that a handful of big tech companies will continue to grow at a rapid clip. What's happening? Netflix stock dropped 30% when the market opened on Wednesday. So again, this is a few days ago. This is a couple of weeks ago. Instantly wiping more than $45 billion of value of the company. That's something else right there. $45 billion of the value, uh, the company valuation gone uh, when the stock dropped 30%. Netflix said it shed 200,000 subscribers in the first three months of the year when it had been expecting to add 2.5 million. So you put out projections that we're going to add 2.5 million and you shed that. Okay. Not good. Okay. Uh, So let me see if there's anything else we need to read here. I don't know. Okay. The streaming giant whose stock had already dropped more than 40% year to date, blame the attrition on increased competition for viewers and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Okay. I mean, I get that, right? So it used to be just Netflix on the field. But what did we just talk about in this last podcast? You've got to be constantly changing and getting better. We've been talking about this all week, or at least we talked about it in the last podcast. We've been talking about a lot. Creative destruction. Okay, Netflix, I hope you're listening. Creative destruction, right? The competitors are always getting better or they're, they're, they're coming into your game, Okay. And the customers are always changing what they want. We've seen this with Netflix. Okay, I'm going to talk to you personally about this. I think a lot of Netflix shows are just awful. I've watched this one. Was it called Red Notice or Burn Notice? It was one that had starred The Rock. Starred The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. And then there was somebody else in it. 
And you would think watching this, you you would think, man, this is going to be a great movie, right? It's got The Rock. It's got Ryan Wood. Five minutes into it, I said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then it happened again. There was something else I watched on Netflix. It was kind of a Netflix original. And I'm not saying all of their original content is uh, bad, but some of it that they're putting out that should be blockbusters, not good at all, right? So they're talking about increased competition. So let's talk about that for a second. We've seen Apple TV, right? NBC, I think, has a streaming service now. Uh, IMDb. I mean, there's so many streaming platforms out there right now. What are the other major ones? You got Apple Plus, uh, Disney Plus, right? That's huge, right? That's a huge streaming platform. That's pretty good. Hulu, obviously, is a major competitor. Uh, HBO Max, right? So there's a lot of streaming platforms now, whereas Netflix used to have the uh, uh, you used to have the market share of it. Not anymore. And then you have these other Amazon. I can't believe I forget that Amazon. I think Discovery has their own streaming platform. So there's all these different companies coming out with the streaming platforms. So now your competition, you've got to get better. And I will tell you this. I don't know if Netflix has done that. I don't know if they understand that. And uh, because now we've got other options. If I'm not liking what you have, then I'll, 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 I'll cancel you and I'll go over to Amazon or I'll go over to HBO Max or I'll go over to, you know, Apple Plus. Disney Plus, right? So this is what we're talking about here. If you don't stay on top of your game, and in their game, it's about producing great content. That's what keeps the the subscribers coming. Produce great content, okay? So they have increased competition for viewers, and then Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Here's what it says. Netflix said its decision to pull out of Russia cost the company 700,000 subscribers, but the economy isn't helping either, right? Inflation is forcing households to reevaluate their budgets, People in Great Britain, and this, this article was actually written in the London branch of CNN, um, people in Great Britain canceled about 1.5 million streaming subscriptions in the first three months of 2022. More than a third did so to save money, according to a new report by media consultancy Kantar. Food and energy are people's priorities right now, not watching Stranger Things, CMC Markets Chief, uh, Chief Market Analyst. Michael Hewson uh, told me, I don't know what all that means right there, but Michael Hewson, I guess, said this. And that's true. If you think about it, especially right now, gas prices, it's summer, almost summer 2022, and the gas prices here in California are enormous. I went and filled up my, my, uh, my gas tank. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, my credit card always stops at 100 bucks when I'm at the gas station. And it used to be, that's fine. Like, I mean, I remember just, you know, during COVID, I could fill up my tank and I've got a 2011 Chevy Tahoe. So it's an SUV. I could fill that thing up. I, I remember, you know, 70, 80 bucks. Now my credit card stops. It, it stops the pump at $100 and I get in the car and I still have a quarter of a tank left that I need to fill up. That's what's happening. So if that's what's going on right here, and I know I'm not the only person that's going through this, right? What are the things I need to get rid of? And obviously we're getting rid of movie subscriptions or platform subscriptions, especially if they're not very good. Okay, food and energy. That's where our money's going. Um, you know what? I'm not going to read any more from this article. Let's go to the next article real quick and let's see what they have to say. This one is the Daily Mail. Uh, and here's what they say. This one's this article is called The Real Reason Viewers Are Fleeing Netflix. Expert, and this is all in the heading. It says experts say hundreds of thousands are unsubscribing because their favorite shows are being canceled just after a few seasons seasons. Um, you might understand this. You probably get this new analysis. Here's the article. 
suggest Netflix may be its own worst enemy by driving away viewers with this insatiable, insatiable desire to launch new shows. So they're always trying to put out something new, which is not bad because that's creative destruction. The problem is they're getting rid of what's really good. And the one thing I think about is the uh, series they had. They had two seasons. It was one of the probably one of the best shows I've ever seen on Netflix. Bloodline it was incredible. Bloodline. I don't know if you remember that from two or three years ago. They had two seasons come out and then they just canceled it. No explanation. They just canceled it. Okay. So that was me. Maybe they have the numbers and it wasn't working out. But uh, the American streaming giant announced earlier this month it was hemorrhaging viewers, losing as many as 200,000 subscribers since the start of the year, causing its stock to plunge by 35%, with a further 2 million subscribers set to leave by June. Wow. They've lost 200,000. And 2 million more subscribers leaving by June. That's coming up pretty soon here. More than half of Netflix original shows that launched in 2018 never made it to a second season, leaving fans high and dry. Think about the movie that, or the uh, series that just came out, Space Force, uh, with um, Michael Scott. That was actually good. Season one was good. Season two, not so much. I got into season three, uh, season two, and I thought, what are they doing? But again, this comes back to, if you're going to create a season, make it good. I don't know where they went wrong on that one, but uh, that just didn't work out. Shows like shows like the sci-fi series, The OA, I've never watched that, never even heard of that, canceled in 2019 after two seasons, but planned for five were acts because they they could capitalize on their modest yet loyal following. Maybe it was that they could not capitalize on it. I, I don't know. Instead of building strong franchises, Netflix tends to cancel shows too soon and replace them with similar programs, according to Corey Barker, the editor of a book about the company. Barker, the assistant professor of communication at Bradley University in Illinois, said Netflix is trying to be something to everyone. This is a problem right here. OK, this could be one of their issues. They're trying to be something for everyone. McDonald's went through this a while back trying to create healthy options. Man, when I go to McDonald's, I'm not trying to get a salad. If I want that, I'll go somewhere else. When I, when I go to McDonald's, I want the burger. I want the McDonald's cheeseburger. I want the Big Mac, right? If I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm not rolling in for salads, although they do have real, really good salads. I'm rolling in for that Chick-fil-A sandwich, okay? in and outs got it down. If you live out here in, in the, uh, the southwest of the United States, you've heard of in and out obviously. They do it. They do it well. They're not trying to be something for everyone. If you want a burger, that's where you go. If you're trying to get a salad, you can't even get that. I don't even think you can get a, uh, now they might be coming out with one, but that don't, I don't think you can get a veggie burger even at In-N-Out. You know, for them, it's just like, hey, man, we're, we are a burger shop and that's what we're going to go with. Netflix trying to be something for everyone, right? And it says that that's a mistake. Uh, that means that there's a lot of samey content in a huge library, he told the Australian. That makes you think, and this is the professor thinking, that makes you think there's a lot of stuff here, but is there anything I desperately want to watch? And it actually has a picture right here of the show I just told you about, Bloodline. And the caption reads, canceled. More than half of Netflix original shows that launched in 2018 never made it to a second season, leaving fans high and dry. Recently canceled shows include popular titles like The Babysitter's Club. I didn't watch that one. And crime series, Bloodline starring Ben Mendelsohn. It's very true. Recently canceled shows include, okay, that, that's what that says there. Um, meanwhile, reports indicate Netflix is under undertaking cost-cutting measures, including canceling already commissioned projects, including the sequel to Bright starring Will Smith. Well, that's a whole nother thing, right? They're probably canceling that for other reasons as well. We need to talk about that on the podcast, but um, 
An early Netflix feature film, Bright, drew 11 million viewers within three days of its launch on its service. Now the pl- platform is canned a sequel that was set for 2022. Okay. Uh, let's see if we see anything else here. Another main factor that may have contributed to Netflix downturn could be the company's decision to withdraw from Russia uh, re- recently in support of Ukraine, which cost them 700,000 subscribers. That's, I mean, that's a, that, that's a lot right there. Uh, and you know what, depending on where you stand, but I'm pretty sure we all know where we stand on that. I, that's, I, I give them credit for that decision. That probably hurt, but they're making, they're making that decision now, now punishing all those Russians for, uh, I don't know where the Russians stand. I know where their government obviously stands, where the country stands, but I don't know how the uh, all these subscribers felt, but but kudos to them. Okay, you're going to make them feel pain for invading this country. Netflix's dominance as the top streamer is at risk since major brands have entered the space. We talked about this earlier. Disney Plus, Paramount, HBO Max have all stepped into the ring since 2019, while Stan has emerged as a market leader in Australia. So that's that's for Australia, Okay. Uh, the company has been forced to borrow $16 billion in a decade to cover its production and business cost, and now is proposing introducing advertising. Can you imagine that? Now you're going to have to watch advertising on a Netflix show. Come on. But what they'll do is do what Hulu does, right? If you pay, I think it's $5.99 or $7.99, you get the, you know, you get the lowest one. You've got to watch all these commercials. But if you, uh, if you get the higher price, then you can get it commercial free. So they'll probably do something like that. Okay, I just lost the article here. What's going on here? Uh, let me see if I can get screen. Let's see if there's anything else I want to share with you about Netflix. I don't think so. I think that's kind of the end right there. I think that's kind of the end of the article. Let's see if this comes up. Meanwhile, Netflix, Netflix is trying to find a way to stop password sharing. It's another thing. Why are you micromanaging people? People are password sharing and they're trying to get rid of it. An estimated 10 million households use someone else's account research shows. So I don't know. They got a lot going on there. I think the one that really stands out to me is they're trying to be something to everyone and they're canceling shows too soon. Instead of finding franchise greats, like for instance, HBO, what they got the wire, they have game of Thrones, they have Sopranos. Uh, they've got some other ones, but those are like top three. And I, my understanding is all three of those were on HBO, right? HBO knows how to put out good content. I would rather, I'd rather have one great show a year, you know, that streamed, and maybe a bunch of other mediocre stuff, but one really powerful show, great show, maybe two. One seems like a little bit, if you're going to only have 13 or 14 episodes, one's, maybe one's not enough. But if you have two great shows a year and then put out your other stuff that people are going to watch, kind of the, you know, the mediocre stuff. But if you could produce one Game of Thrones a year, that's better than all these really mediocre, shoddy movies that they're putting out. So anyway, that's my opinion. So creative destruction doesn't mean you just get rid of the old and bring in the new for no reason whatsoever. It means you got to bring in the good new, right? You got to get out of the bad old, right? You don't get rid of the stuff that people want password sharing. Leave it alone, right? I mean, that's me saying that, but I'm not running the business, okay? Uh, but stop trying to be something for everyone. Figure out what your niche market is and, and go in all that. Understand that, yes, now with all this competition out there, you're probably not going to have the same competition, but find your niche and go in hard on that, whatever that may be. And I don't know what that is for Netflix. They have to figure that out, okay? So anyway, I thought these were just some good lessons for us to learn as we think about this, uh, about Netflix and what they need to be, you know, what they need to be doing. So I hope that's a little bit of a learning lesson for all of us today. Don't try to be something for everyone. Okay. You got to listen to your customers. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. There are a few other lessons in there. I'm, 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 I think I'm getting a little tired here, so I'm kind of losing it. Anyway, that's all I got for you today and for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Prof JC Leadership Podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week again, right back here on the podcast. Take care. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy some sun, some fun, some family, whatever it is you're going to do. I'll see you next week. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.